while all the other cops I knew were whiskey on the rocks. Of course, I also recognized how self-pitying this kind of grief was. The truth was that for a long time we hadn't listened much to each other. We had taken different paths. And each time I acknowledged this truth, the cycle of my grief would begin again. My brother once told me the theory of the limit. He said... Every homicide cop had a limit, but the limit was unknown until it was reached. He was talking about dead bodies. Sean believed that there were just so many that a cop could look at. It was a different number for every person. Some hit it early. Some put in twenty in homicide and never got close. But there was a number, and when it came up, that was it. You transferred to records. You turned in your badge. You did something. Because you just couldn't look at another one. And if you did, if you exceeded your limit, well, then you were in trouble. You might end up sucking down a bullet. That's what Sean had said. I realized that the other one, Ray St. Louis, had said something to me. He turned around in his seat to look back at me. He was much larger than Wexler. Even in the dim light of the car I could make out the rough texture of his pockmarked face— I didn't know him, but I'd heard him referred to by other cops, and I knew they called him Big Dog. I had thought that he and Wexler made the perfect Mutt and Jeff team when I first saw them waiting for me in the lobby at the Rocky. It was like they had stepped out of a late-night movie. Long, dark overcoats, hats. The whole scene should have been in black and white. You hear me, Jack? We'll break it to her. That's our job, but... We'd just like you to be there to sort of help us out. Maybe stay with her if it gets rough. You know, she needs to be with somebody, okay? Okay. Good, Jack. We were going to Sean's house in Boulder, but I knew nobody was going to be breaking anything to his wife, Riley. She'd know what the news was the moment she opened the door and saw the three of us standing there without Sean. Any cop's wife would know. They spend their lives dreading and preparing for that day. Every time there's a knock on the door, they expect it to be death's messengers standing there when they open it. This time it would be. You know, she's going to know, I told them. Probably, Wexler said. They always do. I realized they were counting on Riley knowing the score as soon as she opened the door. It would make their job easier. I dropped my chin to my chest and brought my fingers up beneath my glasses to pinch the bridge of my nose. I realized I'd become a character in one of my own stories, exhibiting the details of grief and loss I worked so hard to get so I could make a thirty-inch newspaper story seem meaningful. Now I was one of the details in this story. A sense of shame descended on me as I thought of all the calls I had made to a widow or parent of a dead child— or brother of a suicide. Yes, I had even made those. I don't think there was any kind of death that I hadn't written about that hadn't brought me around as the intruder into somebody's pain. How do you feel? Trusty words for a reporter. Always the first question. If not so direct, then carefully camouflaged in words meant to impart sympathy and understanding, feelings I didn't actually have. I carry a reminder of this callousness, a thin white scar running along my left cheek just above the line of my beard. 
It was from the diamond engagement ring of a woman whose fiancé had been killed in an avalanche near Breckenridge. I asked her the old standby, and she responded with a backhand across my face. At the time, I was new to the job and thought I had been wronged. Now I wear the scar like a badge. "'You better pull over,' I said. "'I'm going to be sick.' Wexler jerked the car into the freeway's breakdown lane. We skidded a little on the black ice, but then he got control. Before the car had completely stopped, I tried desperately to open the door, but the handle wouldn't work. It was a detective car, I realized, and the passengers who most often rode in the back were suspects and prisoners. The back doors had security locks controlled from the front. The door, I managed to strangle out. The car finally jerked to a stop as Wexler disengaged the security lock. I opened the door, leaned out, and vomited into the dirty slush. Three great heaves from the gut.